0: Hello everybody, FPL Teacher here, bringing you the Saturday review of Game Week 23, starting with West Ham 1, Chelsea 1. We look at how West Ham continue to deliver with their big game formation, going up against a Chelsea side that continue to attempt to revolve around Enzo Fernandez. this time bringing a whole host of changes around the central midfielder. As well as FPL purposes, we look at Chelsea's potential future with this particular result. West Ham's 3-4-3. How does it work? Firstly, they rely on a midfield duo of Declan Rice as well as Lucas Paqueta to bring the ball forward. In this particular case, Paqueta had to leave early because of injury. So perhaps it was a blessing in disguise that Chelsea took the lead so early and the injury happened equally early as West Ham didn't really concede too many big chances after Suchek came in for Paqueta. So the midfield four that involved two central midfielders and two wingbacks really acted as a screen and the real ball-winning hard work came through the two wingers. Jared Bowen and Syed Ben Benrahma in particular had to work incessantly hard, not just to prevent the ball from reaching Chelsea's midfielders, but to also really attempt to win the ball off them. Syed ben Benrahma was practically comfortable in his left-half space Trying to dispossess Ruben Loftus' cheek with relative ease, but really, Chelsea's strength is when Enzo Fernandez pushes over to the left, and Jared Bowen's duel with Enzo Fernandez really determined how successful the game went for the Hammers. That being said, the successes of Chelsea from this particular duel will be mentioned in the next section. So here, we will talk about how West Ham behaved when they successfully won the ball. Bowen had Sufao to work with on the right flank. And really, Bowen's job was to make sure the ball entered the final third, hold it up there and wait for Souffal to cross. Now this approach generated a few shots. At least in terms of location, where Sufao's crosses relatively early and relatively deep will either find Antonio centrally, which happened a couple of times in the first half, Emerson at the far post if the crosses were overhit, as shown in their equalizer, but only occurred once. And later on, Suchek as usual. But instead of Suchek's late runs that allowed him to hit the ball centrally he was forced to make these near post runs for flick-ons which weren't exactly his particular strength. So, in terms of FPL, the unfortunate thing here is that this right wing crossing over to the left doesn't exactly suit West Ham's style at the moment. It's a strategy that is obvious and clear but it's not, it's kind of hit and miss at the moment really. Now, The left side is where things get really interesting because West Ham did have some transitions down the left where Emerson Palmieri would bomb down that left byline himself. Working with Declan Rice, who also has an underrated passing quality, really Emerson also managed to get the ball down the flank all on his lonesome. And the question just comes down to whether he could work with Ben Rama to create chances or whether he would shoot himself. Given how infrequently this formation has been deployed, it's unsurprising to see that Emerson and Ben Rama have yet to blossom as a partnership down the left. Declan Rice is the glue that holds it together, but really considering the fact that Moyes has turned to this formation successfully, by the way, against Everton, securing two draws against Newcastle and Chelsea now, it's highly likely that Moyes would persist with this formation given how Paqueta's injury is looking to be slightly long-term. Chelsea was starting to exhibit sort of a team A versus team B makeup, with Mudric, Joao Felix, and Noni Madueke now supplementing Kai Havertz up front. This was relatively exciting, at least, compared to, say, the stale but stable Mason Mount, Conor Gallagher, Hakim Ziyech type of player. And really, that was what Chelsea were banking on in the opening stages. The biggest issue that Chelsea previously had with the likes of Mount, Zieg, and Pulisic was the lack of change of pace. Their attacks were relatively one paced and a lot of times they struggled to come out of second gear. And in this particular case, the ideal Chelsea setup really was that Enzo Fernandez, having the time and space to come up with all sorts of creative passing would sit on the left half space on midfield after ideally dispossessing Jared Bowen. He would have Ruin off the cheek, make decoy runs ahead of him and you would notice that all four of Chelsea's forward, madouike Kai, Felix, and even Modric at times, all would offer themselves as half-space options basically sitting between West Ham's defense and their midfield. Now, Here's where things really become unpredictable because the moment Enzo Fernandez releases the ball, it's actually difficult to tell who would run beyond West Ham's back line and who would actually come short. For their goal, Joel Felix sprinted behind while the other three came short. But really, prior and after that goal in particular, you could see Kai Havertz would be the one running beyond defences and really West Ham just were unable to figure out who to mark, let alone track. That being said, for FPL purposes, once again, Enzo Fernandez was again heavily marked in the second half with West Ham's central midfielders, sorry, their attacking midfielders, pushing particularly aggressively on him. And as usual, Chelsea had to rely on the individual ability or at least sort of a mini chemistry between Manueke and Kai Havertz on the right flank to secure shots. As this didn't work, Chelsea brought on their stable players but only on one half. Mount and Chilwell came in and Kai Havertz basically drifted over to the left side to create that familiar triangle and that basically caught West Ham off guard. It was unfortunate that Ben Chilwell couldn't finish here but yet another dimension of Chelsea's play lies in the fact that when one player makes a run from in to out, Chelsea's defenders are more than happy to go from out to in. Ben Chilwell is special in this particular case, considering his underlapping runs have been seen since last season before his long-term injuries. So, if Ben Chilwell holds down their spot, he would certainly be a much more offensive option than Marco Correa. At the same time, all of this sets the stage for yet another attacker to take Kai Harvard's positioning as the number 9 when Kai drifts out to the left. That man is Joao Felix. He didn't return in this particular case in the second half, but it just goes to show that tactically, Chelsea do have a solid plan A, plan B, but they've just yet to secure a preference in terms of what they would start with and how they would change the game from then on. At this stage of the season, given the relative stability of the rest of the league in terms of managerial roles, Southampton and Leeds aside, it just goes to show that there is no easy fixture no matter what position you are in the table. So the focus of these next few pods in the coming game weeks will be on how well executed. A team's plan A is how obvious it is and whether it can secure results ultimately. This is FPL teacher who will review Arsenal's surprise draw against Brentford up next.